Starwalker Studios presents Age of Gaming, your podcast dedicated to video games, present and future, and celebrating the journey of gamer culture from your mom's basement to the mainstream. This episode is brought to you by the patrons of Age of Gaming. Learn how you can support the show by becoming a patron at getjoyride.com slash ageofgaming. Greetings, gamer, and welcome to Episode 7 of the Age of Gaming Podcast. I'm your host, Lex Starwalker. Nikki joins me on the show today to discuss some of the games she's been playing. Hello, listener. Welcome back to the show. Welcome to Episode 7 of Age of Gaming, and welcome back to the show, Nikki. Hi. It's been a while. Yeah, definitely. You're still playing video games, right? Oh, yeah, a lot of them. All right, so we're going to have another one of those episodes where instead of going in-depth on a particular game, we're just going to talk a little bit about the different games that we're playing and I'm actually going to go first, if that's okay with you, Nikki. Sure. Because I don't really have a lot to say um, because I am, for the most part, playing games I've already talked about. I've been playing some Shadow of Mordor, which I already talked about. And I've been playing Infamous Second Son, which I've already talked about. Infamous, I've now gotten my video powers, which uh, I'm not sure what I think of the video powers yet. I'm still unlocking them all. Um, it's kind of interesting. I had all of these uh, skill points or talent points or whatever you call them in that game saved up because I had the neon powers for a while and I'd gotten everything I could get. And uh, so I was just like saving them up and I was thinking, oh, you know, when I get my next power, I'm going to be able to just get everything. But even though I had like 40 some of those points saved up, it still wasn't enough to get everything. Oh, yeah. I need to play that game more. I kind of just play it every once in a while and it's kind of i need to play it more because it takes me a while to remember what all my powers do uh and you have like now i have smoke and neon and video and you can switch between them and so you know for each of those your buttons on your controller all do different things so it's a lot to remember when you just play every once in a blue moon so yeah that's basically what i've been doing so nikki has come on the show because She's playing some games that we haven't talked about on the show very much or at all. So, Nikki, what have you been playing lately? Well, I just started Infamous Second Son, and I beat uh, Tales from the Borderlands recently. Yeah, why don't we talk about that first? So tell us about Tales from the Borderlands. Okay. Um, It's an interesting game. It's not what I expected. It's by a different developer um, than Gearbox, and Gearbox did the original Borderlands and Borderlands 2. Borderlands 2 was a game that I absolutely fell in love with and played the hell out of. So that's what I was expecting when I got Tales from the Borderlands. You know, more of the same, more run and gun kind of thing. And it was not that at all. Tales from the Borderlands is more of a choose your own adventure kind of game And you kind of just walk through the world and through the story and just hit a button when they tell you to. 
Okay, so so one thing before you go further into that, I have to say that I kind of had the same experience. I didn't really know anything about the game at all. I didn't do any research. And it's one of those games uh, like the, the the Game of Thrones game. I, I don't remember exactly what that game's called, mm-hmm. where it's released in parts. So the first chapter or the first episode of the game is like, I think it's five bucks on the PlayStation Store right mm-hmm. now. And so I, you know, I was like, oh, you should get this game. It's only five bucks, you know. And uh, so you got it and I tried playing it and I didn't know anything about it. I didn't do any research on it. And I, too, was expecting that it would have gameplay like Borderlands 2. Mm -hmm. And it does not. And I was quite disappointed with it personally. So, you know, if you are listening to this and you're considering this game and you don't know anything about it, listen up. Yeah. (laughs) Because it may not be what you are expecting or what you think it is. Right. Definitely. And I think that it has some merit on its own terms, but you can't go into it thinking it will be a Borderlands 2 experience. Well, why don't you describe to us what the gameplay is like and how it is not like Borderlands 2 as far as the actual gameplay? Sure. Like I said, it's kind of you go through the world and it's an adventure story being told to you and you play as one of the characters. It changes point of view characters in the story. And as you're playing, you have certain decisions to make. So you can decide how your character responds to a given situation. And basically you have a little time meter and you have to make a decision within that time period. And you can oftentimes choose between kind of a generic good guy answer or a bad guy answer. And it was all right. I felt like that technique of gameplay is a little bit two-dimensional and didn't allow for a lot of creativity. And it was just kind of like I was watching a movie. And then other times while you're playing, instead of making a decision, you have to hit a certain button. Like it will pop up on your screen to hit the triangle button and dodge out of the way of an incoming fist, for instance. So there's not a lot of chances for you to die, which can be a good thing, but it's also not very engaging in my opinion. Well, describe what the the combat is like, is what I'm getting at, because it is not like it is not a first person shooter at all, which is what I was expecting. So what's when you're fighting something like describe how that works? Okay, Um, from what I experienced when I'm fighting something and you don't often fight things, but when you do, like I was saying, you get to make basically one or two calls during that fight and you just hit one button whatever pops up on the screen and you have to hit it real fast and then it's kind of over and then you just watch your well no there's more to it than that like you like there's the part where you take control of the mech and you have to like you basically have a cursor that you control with your analog stick and you have to to move the cursor to a very specific part of the screen and then hit a specific button and stuff like that, right? Oh, yes. I remember that. Yeah. There is a battle where you do that. And it's kind of interesting because your character has this eyepiece. And it's exactly like you're describing. You just kind of move around the world and see what you can roll over and interact with. And you just hit the button. Uh, I think it's X. And something happens. You can, for instance, decide what weapons are on your mech in that particular fight. 
And um, so that was kind of cool, but I, it doesn't really get more advanced than that. And the movement is very awkward too. Like you're just kind of walking around. You can't run, you can't jump. It, it is not remotely a first person shooter. The, the gameplay reminds me more of like computer games from like, I don't know, the early 90s, late 80s, yeah. like the interface. I mean, it's a normal like Borderlands art style. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, the story is kind of funny in, you know, the usual Borderlands way. But but yeah, I was going into it. I thought it was going to be like Borderlands too. Like you said, I thought it was going to be a first person shooter running around shooting things. And um, to me, it was a massive disappointment. Like, I didn't even think the game was that fun. Um, mm-hmm. The story is kind of entertaining. So it's kind of like you said, it's more like watching a movie than playing a game. Yeah, definitely. Or and a cartoon. <laughs> yes, yes. And I noticed some bugs while I was playing. For instance, oh, really? in the movement. Yeah, it. a lot of the movement, I continued through the game past the point that you were at. And it's all on rails. So you get to move your character, but you have to move basically in a straight line through a room. Right. Okay. And that's it. And sometimes there'll be a bug where you walk into a wall and you can't get out of it. Or like one time I was rolling over something to interact with it and it wouldn't respond. And then it took a while for it to respond. It just it wasn't very responsive and it didn't uh, it didn't tell you when when it was quote unquote thinking. Right. So it just felt a little buggy to me. But if you love the story of Borderlands 2 and you really like the humor and the characters, then I think it might be worth the five dollars. Like I I enjoyed it and I'm happy I bought it. Yeah. And you know, one thing kind of interesting to point out as far as the story, and again, I only played like the beginning of it because I got, it, it just wasn't my cup of tea, but the uh, the first character that you play is actually an employee of Hyperion. So it it's kind of fun. The, the story is kind of fun, like this, the point of view that it takes. You're this, mm-hmm. this character who works for Hyperion, um, but you're like very, very low in the rank, like very low in the ranks so you kind of tend to think that the big wigs of hyperion are as much assholes as like everybody else does mm-hmm. but yet all the the normal people like they just see you as part of hyperion and think that you're an asshole so so right. that's kind of interesting yeah it is something you have to kind of deal with as that character I also loved the voiceovers. I don't know if you got to um, any good voiceover parts, but some of the dialogue was pretty funny. Yeah, and the uh, as far as like the dialogue when you have to make choices, I saw some um, videos of the new Game of Thrones game, mm-hmm. and it's exactly the same thing where you have uh, a dialogue choice and there's like a little countdown bar, and you just have a few seconds to to make the choice um, before okay. it will choose something. For you, So if you've played the Game of Thrones game, it, it's exactly like that. I didn't even know the Game of Thrones game was like that, like had the same me- mechanics. So yep. now I'm going to have to rethink whether I'm going to buy that or not. Yeah, it's just like the uh, the Bioware games, you know, where you have different dialogue choices, but it adds this thing of, you know, you have a very short amount of time mm-hmm. to, to make up your mind. And I, I think the reason is, is they don't want you... Um, I was going to say tabbing out. I, I guess you can't do that on PlayStation. But they, they don't want you like going online and finding out, oh, what should I pick? Or what happens if I pick this? Or what happens if I pick that? Like you can often do with a Bioware game. Because the mm-hmm. game will just sit there forever waiting for you to make a decision. <laughs> it, it's more like you have to make a decision like in the moment. 
And I don't consider myself an especially fast or slow reader. I I imagine I read, you know, fairly average, maybe a little bit faster than average. Mm -hmm. And to me, it felt like there wasn't really much time at all to deliberate. It's like you had just enough time to read the options and just pick one. Like you didn't really have time to think much about it, which I wasn't really a fan of. I would have liked a few more seconds to, to consider which I wanted to pick. I agree completely. And sometimes I pick something and I was like, oh, I don't really think that's what I would have picked if I had a few more seconds to look at it. But Right. And I, I don't know what happens when the timer runs out. Like maybe when that bar gets to zero, it like flashes and you still have a few seconds to make up your mind. I just assumed that, that once it got to that point, it would choose something. So I never like I always hurried up and chose something. Mm-hmm. So so maybe it gives you a few more seconds at the end. I, I have no idea. I actually waited once and just to see what it would do. And it picked the neutral answer. There was kind of a third neutral answer and it chose that. But it didn't give you any more time. It didn't give you like a a warning like or anything. Not at all. And the new sometimes the the quote unquote neutral answer is just silence. (laughs) Right. Yeah. It's like the ellipsis. Yeah. It's like dot, dot, dot. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So and then they just kind of move the story on for you. So overall, it was worth it, but it's not what I expected. <laughs> so do you feel like you got your $5 out of it or or not? Yes, but that's only because I absolutely adore the world and I like the characters. Do you think you will get more of them or not? Yeah, I think I will. I think I'll probably get the season pass, actually. Yeah, I was just going to say the season pass is like 15 something, right? Mm-hmm. And there's going to be, I think, five episodes yeah. So if they go for $5 a piece, and, and who knows, they, they may go on sale later, but at least right now, the price is right now, You'll if you're going to get them all, you're definitely better off getting the season pass. For sure. Even if you've bought the first one like, like you did, it's still going to cost you like $20 instead of 25 Yeah. So. Yeah. And I would actually recommend just buying the first one individually, unless you love these kind of games and are going right. to love it. Because there's been games before that are like this. Yeah. But otherwise, buy the first one, try it out and see what you think. I feel like there's going to be a lot of persons, that, or a lot of persons, <laughs> a lot of people that love Borderlands and are going to hate this game because it is not a first person shooter. Now, if you're someone where you love the, the lore and the story of Borderlands and you don't really care that the gameplay is, is not nearly as engaging and it's just kind of this like you're wandering through it, it's almost like uh, like an interactive website have you ever mm-hmm. been on those where it's kind of like gamified where you're like kind of exploring this environment mm-hmm, but definitely. there's not really much to it it's kind of like that so you may love it or hate it depending on what you're wanting to get out of it yep so so what else are you playing nikki or did you have more to say about that one no, that's about it. I mean, it, it isn't as involved as I wanted it to be. So that's really all I have to say about it. But so what else are you playing? I was playing um, Plants for Zombies. And okay. that's a lot of fun. It's called Plants for Zombies Garden Warfare. And I had never played a Plants for Zombies game before this. And we got it for free. Yeah, which was great. And it's a third person shooter. And it's also tower defense. And so we're playing on PlayStation 4. But I know it's on other systems as well, including Xbox 360, Xbox One. And I actually really like this game. I'm having a lot of fun with it. I feel like the environment has a very unique look to it. 
it almost feels like you're playing in a 90s cartoon. Like, I don't know if you saw this one, but Rocco's Modern Life. It's similar to that, and it's but it's 3D, and it's more detailed, and it's a lot less fucked up than that cartoon was. Okay. <laughs> but it's, like, sunny, and it's humorous, and there's goofy zombies running around, and some of them are dressed up. One of them's dressed like this uh, disco dancer, and there's one that's a football player, and there's little plants that make these adorable little sounds. So I'm having a lot of fun. It's it's kind of a blast. Are you playing PvP or PvE? I do both, but mostly I do the online co-op, which I guess would be PvE. And that's really fun. You kind of grab a garden if you're playing plant, which I think you have to play a plant in PvE. And you claim the garden and then you defend it against hordes of zombies. Cool. Yeah, that's I've I've played both the PvE okay. and PvP. Do you like this game, Lex? Yeah, I don't play it a whole lot, but it's kind of fun. I think it would be a lot of fun if you got some people together online and did the PvP. Mm-hmm. I, I think that would be pretty fun. But yeah, I play it every once in a while for a little bit. It's kind of entertaining. I really like the... Well, I've talked about it a little bit on the show, but I really like the the art and just kind of the cartoony look of the game. It, it just looks very, very colorful and 3D and... And I like it. I always play the plants. I never play zombies. I hate zombies. I think zombies are dumb. <laughs> but I'll shoot them with blueberries. There you go. Right. <laughs> and the, oh, I forgot to mention that there's little sticker packs that you can get. Yeah. And you can customize your characters, plants and zombies, with these sticker pack items. And I really like that because I like buying like magic card packs and opening the pack. And it's the same feel when you get yeah. stickers on the shop yeah that's pretty cool mm-hmm. yeah i really like how you can unlock uh customizations for your characters the only drag is is i like the really i i if i could talk today i really <laughs> like the the pvp part of it mm-hmm. but in the pvp part you can't use any of those customized characters you have to just use the stock ones oh right and like i i unlocked one um i don't remember what it's called i think it's like count chompula or something it's mm-hmm. like the uh carnivorous plant creature but it's a variant where it has vampiric abilities so every time you eat a zombie it actually recharges some of your health awesome and uh, i really like that guy but i can't play him in pvp it's kind of a drag yeah, it totally is. But yeah, that's fun. And I feel like every time I log in, I get a new sticker pack with new stuff in it. And the devs seem to make updates to the game quite often, which I really appreciate. Yeah, especially since we got it for free. So if you're on PlayStation 4 or maybe even PlayStation 3, I'm not sure. I, I hope you got it for free when it was it was free. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Any other games you're playing, Nikki? Yes. Last but definitely not least, I am playing a free-to-play game on Steam and PS4 called Loadout. And this is awesome. It's a multiplayer third-person shooter game. And it feels like a Quentin Tarantino movie almost because (laughs) (laughs) there is tons of blood and gore. But at the same time, it's really silly. So (laughs) it's hard to like you know take are the blood you saying and gore seriously. Quentin Tarantino <laughs> movies are silly is that what you're trying to say to us right no, now no I might have to object <laughs> I, I guess it depends what movie we're talking about but. it does <laughs> but no I just mean as far as the display of blood 
Like, I don't know if you felt this way, but while watching some of Tarantino's movies, I feel like the blood and gore isn't realistic. So that's kind of how this is. The blood in this game look, resembles paint. It's like somebody splashed red paint everywhere. Right. Do you know what it's rated? It is definitely mature. Oh, okay. I was going to say maybe it's teen and that's why. but Yeah, no, it's mature. And that's because there's nudity in it. Oh, there's yeah. There's drug references. Oh, yeah. There are sexual themes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it sounds like my kind of game. <laughs> I got to check this out. <laughs> it's fun. It's really fun. It has been called, quote unquote, hyper violent before. But again, to me, that doesn't, you know, feel real at all. So it's just silly fun. And there's three different characters you can play. There are two men and one woman, Axel, T-Bone and Helga. And you can rename your character. Okay. But um, they're all just like huge cartoonish type characters they're co- you can make costumes for them or not make them you can buy them on the store or get them in uh, loot okay and there are really funny t-shirts in there you can give them hats and cigars and you can save all the, your different outfits um, and people run in there you know in these tidy whities and this band t-shirt and this crazy hat you know and it's just it's so much fun um, but yeah, you there's definitely nudity, so you can be naked if you want to be fighting naked. <laughs> of course, it's like really cartoony, right? Yeah, so. yeah, it really is. Um, and there's all sorts of like the the characters that you play make all these rude gestures and taunts, and you can change out the taunts if you want him to. For instance, you have Axel, and you want him to use his gun as if he's playing a guitar. You can okay. do that and then taunt the other players. by. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's really awesome. And I love the music in this game. It's pretty guitar heavy. And I found out it's all original for this game. And the lyrics are damn funny. So I highly recommend it. And you can actually buy the soundtrack if you like it. Awesome. Yeah. And oh, I forgot to mention that you fight aliens. So you're fighting these uh, group of blue aliens that are called the Crowed. Okay. And some of them speak Spanish and dress uh, resembling Mexican cowboys. So read into that what you will. (laughs) But it's all just silly fun. And the best part about the game is the weapon crafting. You actually can gather combinations of items and craft your perfect gun. So I really love doing that because I can make it spurt fire. I can make it electrocute somebody. And then you can level up particular items on your gun. Awesome. Sounds like fun. Yeah, you'll have to try it out with me and we can run around and kill people. Now, is that game always free or is it just free for a limited time? I read everywhere that it's always free. Cool. Very yeah. cool. And and it's free on all the platforms, not just PS4? Only PS4 and Steam. Very cool. Well, there you go. There's there's a few more games that you can try out on, on various platforms, which is awesome. And, you know, not every game has to be, you know, The Last of Us or or Tomb Raider or, you know, it doesn't mm-hmm. have to be like this AAA, you know, devote a chunkier life to it kind of game. You know, sometimes simpler or more straightforward games are, are kind of fun. Oh, speaking of which, you know what I didn't mention? One game I, I did play recently is I actually played Monopoly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> on the PS4. 
um, because there's a, I think it's called Monopoly Plus. Mm-hmm. And there's this, there's like two versions. There's Monopoly Plus where it's just, you play Monopoly and it's like, I don't know, 15 bucks or something. And then there's this other one that's like $30 where like there's like some kind of card game with it and where like you can design your own boards and all this crap. Wow. And and I was actually interested in, in getting it like for a while because like Monopoly is like one of the few board games I actually like. I'm, I'm usually not a fan of board games, mm-hmm. um, but I really like that game and I could probably count on one or two hands the number of Monopoly games I've ever finished in my life because people just like... I don't know. They don't have the attention span or whatever. And and it's hard to get people to actually finish a game. <laughs> um, although I learned that part of the reason might be the way we grew up playing it. We use the uh, free parking house rule, okay. which actually makes games last a lot longer. <laughs> if you don't use that, like I haven't had one on the PlayStation last more than like two hours. And we'd like we'd play over a weekend. Mm-hmm. You know, they just go on forever. So I was kind of interested in it, but I'm like, I'm not paying 30 bucks for freaking Monopoly on the PlayStation. You know, I could go buy the real game for less than that and have an actual physical thing, which to me is worth more than a digital thing, you know? Okay. They finally released just the game for like 15, I think it was. So I was like, ah, what the hell? And it's nice because like you can play with the AI, you can play with people online and you can also play with people in the room with you either on the same controller or different controllers or any combination of mm-hmm. you know people in the room with you people online or ai opponents and you can have as many people as you want you can use different house rules um so it's pretty cool for like a like a party game and and the thing i like about it is sometimes it's nice to play something where you don't have to constantly pay attention to it right you know you can like drink a beer or eat some chips or whatever or go leave the room for a minute and come back and you're not like dead or something. <laughs> and right. uh, so it's nice that I like having a game like that where I can just kind of pay half, half attention to it. Mm-hmm. I've been, I've been trying to play some more Tomb Raider. So, so maybe next week I can talk about Tomb Raider. Awesome. Well, that is going to wrap up episode seven of Age of Gaming. Thanks for coming back, Nikki. Yeah, thanks for having me on. If you would like to reach us, you can email us at ageofgamingpodcast at gmail.com. You can follow me on Google+. Plus. Just look for Lex Starwalker. And you can follow me on Twitter at Lex Starwalker. And you can follow me at Nikki Starwalker. Please visit the website starwalkerstudios.com where you can find the show notes with lots of helpful links. And you can also find our other podcasts there. We have quite a few podcasts going now. And if you enjoy Age of Gaming and you'd like to see the podcast continue, please support the show. A great way you can do so is go check out our page on Joyride at getjoyride.com slash ageofgaming. And there you can become a supporter of the show and donate us whatever you want every month. And we have some cool rewards and thank yous for people who do that. Uh, Also, we have a donation button on our website at starwalkerstudios.com. And another great way that you can help us out is to use our Amazon referral links, which we'll have in our show notes when you shop on Amazon. And, And you don't have to. I usually link the games we talk about, but you don't have to buy that. You just click the link and it takes you to Amazon. You can buy whatever you want. Won't cost cost you anything more. 
And again, you can find all this stuff and more at starwalkerstudios.com. So until next time, thank you very much for listening and go out, respawn, and get back in there, gamer. This has been a Starwalker Studios production, your source for quality gaming and hobby podcasts. This episode's music provided by Clown Dubstep and Mind Cleaner. Please see the show notes for details at starwalkerstudios.com slash ageofgaming. Age of Gaming is made possible thanks to the support of listeners like you. Learn how you can become a patron of the show at getjoyride.com slash ageofgaming.